0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal.
1: Where'd the week go? Man, we're, we're, we're ready for week five already?
0: We're already at week five. I mean, we just, Jesus. you know, it feels like yesterday we kind of went through our week four recap episode. A really good episode there where we kind of, you know, took some time to really look at teams and, and where they are about a, a, quarter way, a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, now we're at week five. You know we're turning that page. Uh, these, you know, the two and two teams. You know we're really going to see who goes to three and two, who goes to two and three, um, and and kind of where these teams are at. Once again, a lot of good matchups uh, this week in in the NFL. A lot of a lot of teams. You know, a lot of those two and two teams are are playing each other this week. I mean, who would have thought at week four that the Falcons and the Bucks would both be two and two in a game oh, that. I think is more intriguing than most people um, are are giving credit to the Falcons, you know? Um, I, I
1: think it would have been more compelling if quarterall Patterson was playing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely would. But, you know, just, just an interesting thought there. Um, and then we probably have our best Sunday night game so far, Bengals-Ravens, um, which is obviously that huge AFC North matchup. Uh, both two and two there. Uh, the Ravens, a huge stat, I'll just say before we start this episode— uh, they are two and two and have trailed for 14 seconds uh, combined this season. I mean, Dude, I, I, that, I, that's incredible.
1: I'm blown away by the fact that you're throwing stats out. I, yeah. I'm blown, away. I, I'm
0: blown I, away. I just saw that. I, I had to mention it there. So we'll get into the NFL uh, week five and preview there, uh, kind of go through our fantasy takes there. I just made a great trade. Um, as, as we speak, um, in one of our leagues, I don't know. I got a woke up, got a trade offer for James Conner. I'll talk about it in a second. I had to accept it. I mean, I don't really have any emotional attachment to James Conner. He's done nothing this year. So nothing. that was, that was really great uh, to if, see. If also, you got,
1: hold on. If you got a mm-hmm. bag of donuts and a slice of pizza, you made out like,
0: a oh, you're thing. gonna, you're gonna love this one. Uh, also then we get to the MLP playoffs. They start, um, I guess today as this uh, episode goes out. Uh, you know, really, you know, really good matchups in that wild card. Uh, the way that the MLB playoffs are, I just I just don't like it. It seems rushed. I've always said this about the MLB. It's it's like they get to the playoffs and then it's like, all right, how, how fast can we finish this? It shouldn't be like that. You know, I understand you have a 162 game season and then it feels like you get the playoffs and it's like, all right, can we get this over with, uh, you know, it, you got three game series and you got five game series. You don't even get to a seven game series until you get to the World Series. So, I mean, it's yeah,
1: but get, weird. But it is so much better than when it used to be. You played 162 games and then the wild card teams would play one.
0: Yeah, I, I like that for sure, having it be a three game series now. But, I mean, you go three, then you go five, and then you don't even get to seven me. until the last one. No, I don't know. I don't like me. that. But like uh, we will get you know, to to a little bit of a preview in MLB. We're not going crazy in depth, but we'll pick our World Series winners uh, there as well. So let's get into it. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Let's run it. So let's start today with uh, previewing that MLB kind of playoff bracket right now. Uh, obviously, you have the four wildcard matchups right now. Best of three uh, Padres, Mets. You know, I wanted to focus on that because it's the Mets, you know, these these other ones. Uh, I, I really don't think any anyone in this wildcard matchup except the Mets can really win, you know, the whole World Series. That, that's just kind of what I what I'm seeing right now. Um, I, I think the favorites are obviously the teams that had the buy. I mean, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Braves, and the Yankees. I, those are definitely the four best teams. I don't think there's really any question um, about that. Uh, you know, the Mariners are a great story. I don't think they have the pitching. Uh, the Rays definitely don't. Uh, th- there's a reason, you know, they've been so good in the, in the regular season. They're not able to get, you know, that ring is is I don't think that their team uh, is is talented enough. Uh, the Guardians are a, are a sneaky one. I'll say that. They're a young team. They've been playing really good this year, um, and then you have the Cardinals, who I think are are another one that can definitely win, um, along with the Mets. They have you know great lineups and and, and good pitching. Uh, but but th- there's something about the four teams uh, in 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 the that have the the buy for for the you know wild card the wild card series. I I just like the four teams. I mean, I, I still think that uh, the Astros have the best team. Um, you're gonna eventually see me. Uh, pick them, you know. Spoiler alert, but you know, for this Mets-Padres series, let's just kind of break this down. Just for our Mets, uh, I, I'm a little nervous. I mean, if I, I would not even be, you know, I, I would I would be lying if I said I'm I'm confident in this Mets team, you know, going out and winning this series. I, I'm a little nervous, and and I think it's because this Padres team is 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 supposed to, you know, was supposed to be unbeatable after that Juan Soto trade, and then Juan Soto just became. You know, like a like an average player, like he he just kind of dropped off the face of the earth and and stopped being, you know, Juan Soto. Uh, I'm I'm afraid that that any if that comes back, if he just turns it on for the playoffs, I'm worried that this this lineup will be too much because you just saw that what happens when the Mets play a really solid lineup, um, and and the Braves blew up DeGrom, they blew up Scherzer. Uh, th- this Padres lineup is 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 pretty pretty damn good. Uh, so if if they're able to it turn is, it up,
1: you're missing a big part. There's no Tatis, right? Yeah,
0: but they haven't had Tatis all year. No,
1: but I'm saying, like, this would be murder's row if you had Tatis, Machado, and Soto. But without Tatis, who is the best of the three, honestly, overall, both defensively and offensively, you know, with Soto really struggling to hit the ball, and with Manny Machado, you know, he's having a great, great year. Oh, my God. 102 RBIs, 32 home runs, batted 300. It's phenomenal. But if you look down the rest of this lineup, the lineup is bleh. It's bleh, yeah. you know? And, and it's not like they have, like, lights out pitching. I mean, their starting rotation is okay. It's not like, you know, guns a I mean, they give up runs as easily as everybody else. This all comes down to one thing and one thing only. Can DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett pitch strong six, seven innings and shut down this lineup? because if they shut down the lineup the the Mets bats will hit.
0: Yeah, and and I'm not I think the Mets will win the series. I think it'll, it'll go to the the three games and you know, having them all at home I think is big. The Mets definitely are are good at home. Uh you know, the Padres have to come from the other coast. I think that definitely plays into a account. But what I what I've seen from the last Maybe two in, uh two outings from deGrom and the last outing from Scherzer and the last outing from Bassett. Like, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't, just not just not good. So it's, I'm a little you know, I'm a little skeptical, but
1: but it's not I, the think they,
0: I think they eventually pull it out. All right, let's just go with with your, you know, World Series prediction, kinda uh who's who's getting there and then and then and who's winning it all.
1: Well on the I, I think I agree with you. I think the Astros in the American league are the hands down best team. I don't think the Yankees have enough pitching and I don't think they have enough hitting out beyond judge, you know, consistently I, on the, Amer- on the national league side, you know, obviously the Dodgers had a phenomenal season. Freddie Freeman is, is amazing, but you know, Kershaw is not the same and their pitching is not as good as it has been lat- as it was last <laughs> year or the year before it, it's very hard to pick against the Braves. Uh, that team is so good. It, it, yeah. it, they they hit the long ball. They generate runs. Their pitching is phenomenal. Their bullpen's excellent. I, I, if you put a gun in my head right now, I'd say the Braves repeat.
0: Yeah, it's it's not a crazy you know pick. I, I mean, they are they are seriously have have been doing this for for so many years now, just consistently being at the top of the NL East. You know, winning a World Series last year, just having such a great team. And this honestly could be the best team they've had in, in that whole you know span. So. I mean, it, I don't want to take it, you know, take your exact pick, but I, I was honestly thinking the same thing. I love the Astros. I think in the AL, I think the only other team that if, it, again, there there has to be this this switch that turns on because Toronto, I you know, this was a huge preseason, you know, favorite and a preseason pick to win the World Series. But some of their players, you know, have just not played up to par. They still won 92 games, which I think is – pretty incredible because they did not play the best baseball this year. You know, yeah. you know, Vlad Guerrero's great. I, I think he could have played you know, they they expected more even more from him this year. Um and then you have, you know, guys like Cavon Biggio, um Chapman at third base, Bo Bichette. They all had good years, but you know, they were all expecting, you know, this lineup to be like the the Astros, like uh sure. like the Braves. And and I don't think it's been like that. And then they're pitching on the other hand, you know, Jose Barreos was paid I don't even know, you know, hundred millions of dollars. And he has like a, had like a five ERA this year. So they, unless it's a team like that, like a team like the Padres, a team like that, turns it on the playoffs. I just see Houston kind of easing by with, with their combination of the best lineup in baseball and, you know, great pitching. I I think they get in the AL. And then I think, I think Atlanta as well. You know, the Dodgers, uh, the, the Dodgers had 111 wins, but, you know, when it, it looked like they started re- way hotter than they finished. And and I don't know if that's because they clinched so early that they didn't really care at the end. Uh, but the way Atlanta is playing going into these playoffs, i take them as well. But I don't think anyone's beating Houston this year. I think that the Astros are going to win the World Series.
1: Yeah, good. I, listen, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I love the Blue Jays. I love the batting of the Blue Jays. But they can't pitch, and you have to pitch in the playoffs. If you yeah. can't pitch and hold teams down— the Astros
0: should just eat them up. Yeah, and and that's what it comes down to is it's you know you just don't see a lot of slugging fests in in the postseason. You know it's low scoring, um, and I think that that the Astros can play that game. You know against any team. All right, so we're both rolling uh, with those Astros for uh, the World Series there. Hopefully the Mets. You know we're, we're trying to not be biased, but Ugh. hopefully the Mets can do something. You know turn it around, uh, get past these Padres. You know they take on the Dodgers next. We'll see you know what happens if if they can get there. All right, let's get into NFL. Let's get into week 5 previewing uh some really good matchups here. We have Thursday Night Football again coming out on a on a Friday this episode. So we'll either be really right or really wrong. Another kind of dud one here. Uh Colts Broncos Thursday night. No Jonathan Taylor. Ooh, you know you, you Look, 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 I, you know, this is how I'm going to assess this game. The Colts, you know, we've been talking about them. A different team every week. We, we, we thought this team was going to ease into this division and and, and win it by a couple games. Uh, they've, they've, they've gotten shut out by Jacksonville. They've tied to Houston. They've lost to Tennessee, but they've beaten Kansas City. I, I just don't Doesn't know what to do now. Now you're going to tell me they take on Denver, who also has been struggling, um, but they have no Jonathan Taylor. I mean, talk about a, a, a coin toss right now um, in a game that you really just don't know which Colts team is going to show up and when this Broncos team is going to finally show up because this Broncos team hasn't proven anything this year. Somehow they're two and two. I, I, I don't know. I, I look at this one and and I'm I'm just going to stay with my gut. I don't really want to take this as a you know a joke and and start going. Well, I'm going to go with the Colts because they don't have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and I'm just going to take them. Like, I I I don't like to do that. Um, I'm going to, the logical pick here is the Broncos at home. They need to start playing better. They're taking on a a Colts team without, you know, technically their best player, even though he wasn't playing great this year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the run game, but, but it, it, it leads me to believe that this is the game that Russell Wilson has to play his best football of the year. You know, they, they are struggling to run the ball. Um, no Javante Williams for the rest of the year. Gordon is coming off an injury as well. Um, he, he's going to have to throw the ball a lot this game. Again, Cortland Sutton is the guy that's going to start coming out as the number one wide receiver on this team. He's going to start having a lot of big games. Uh, I I love Cortland Sutton have another big night tonight. Uh, and the Broncos get a win.
1: Well, there's a couple things. One, Jonathan Taylor is not playing. Shaquille Leonard is back on the uh, on the the yeah, uh, not good. off the shelf. That's that's right? the
0: two best players on the team.
1: The two the two, the quarterbacks are basically both sides right. of the ball, right? The what is. The one thing on Denver that they have is a shutdown corner in certain, right? He's gonna shut down Pittman, and that's all I need to know. Because yep. at the end of the day, it is at home. They've they lost Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon has a fumbling problem and is in the doghouse. So I picked up Mike Boone in both of my big leagues and I'm starting Mike Boone tonight. What I saw out of Mike Boone in the last, you know, second half Was a couple of bad throws by Russell Wilson, but he was wide open on the drop downs. And a guy that was averaging, you know, well over seven yards a carry on the couple of carries he got. I think he could be a massive pickup and a massive start today. So I really like Denver. They lost Randy Gregory, you know, but the defense is still solid. It's still one of the top 10 defenses in the league at home. Give me Denver in an easy win.
0: I, you know, you also have to look at they signed Latavius Murray off the uh, Saints yep. practice squad. Not sure if he's going to eventually, you know, suit up or not, but, you know, that's a, that's a veteran running back. We've seen how many times have we seen Latavius Murray pop into a different team and, you know, have a decent game? Uh, his, you he know, had just a pretty for decent
1: a, game for the Saints in London, you know, right. Yeah, so, he's, he's I mean,
0: uh, your Mike Boone pick, you know, that, that, that's your, your flying, you know, your flyer pick there. But I think flying. Latavius Murray coming in, if he is, if he suits up, maybe they give him a decent amount of carries. Um, for for this game, all right, Total let's get this. Let's get to Sunday. Uh, we have another London game. Uh, we're just oh, you know long just, Not a long just, day. Just just another you know what, sixteen hours of football. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we're able to make it to that Sunday night game because this week I actually you know would like to watch that one. Um,
1: right. As it's going to be a good over game.
0: in about six minutes. Yeah. All right, we got Giants Packers on. You know, in London, Packers have have kind of a, I would say impressed me. Uh, through you know the last three games obviously minnesota i think was you know showed them that it, it needed a little time to get going uh and now they've gotten it going you know rogers is playing good you know daubs is is the guy that you need to pick up and and eventually start um he's kind of
1: i picked him up weeks ago yeah i'm just if saying you haven't picked him up by now he's on somebody's team
0: yeah, yeah no he's gone now i'm saying when we said to pick him up you know weeks ago that that that's kind of coming into fruition now that that he is that number one guy, or at least you know one A, one B with with Lazard right now. And now they're taking on the Giants. Uh, the Giants are three and one. This is the worst three and one team um, of all time. The Packers are going to roll over them. You know, I, I it's at, it's in London. I I don't think that matters. Um, I I Daniel would look Jones at this.
1: Like he's going to play with the right yeah.
0: the you know Daniel Jones playing who it it really doesn't matter you know you could put a, a garbage can back there i i didn't i don't care who you know starts at quarterback um i look at this for the packers i i think the the recipe for for beating the giants you know is 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 you know running the football so i look at at aj dillon and aaron jones um you know i i want to say aj dillon he's on all my teams I, I, I'm not going to do Jones, that. You know, Aaron Jones George has been, good. A, has, has looked like a new, uh, you know, a new, a new player again. So, you know, Aaron Jones definitely, uh, should have success in this game through the air and also on the ground. Um, that's, that's kind of my player for, for this game. Packers are going to win easy.
1: So our statistician, Brian Teagle sent two really good stats that I did not know. I think I m- might've known one of them, but I definitely didn't know the other one. So this is the 31st game in london since 2007 every team has played in london except for the green bay packers who finally play in london to to you know this week to end that uh, drought of you know uh, of them never having to go overseas mm. the second one which i think is really interesting this is the first time in nfl history of all those 31 games both teams have a winning record
0: that's that's it's, incredible
1: Isn't that insane? Yeah. I I, I still, I can't even get my head around that. Meanwhile, like you said, the worst 3 and one team I have ever seen. (laughs) God loves Saquon Barkley. He is the entire team. It doesn't matter if Daniel Jones or Davis Webb plays quarterback. This quarterback is going to be under pressure all game. This front of Green Bay with the blitzing of their linebackers is ferocious. He— I mean, Daniel Jones has been sacked like I think an average of six or seven times a game. This might be a nine or ten, or you know, tomorrow or Sunday. Yep. This is going to be ugly. Green Bay is going to win by twenty-one.
0: Wow, twenty-one. All right, yeah. I mean, I guess you're taking the eight-point spread there. I I like it as oh. well. Um, Lay the points it, it just, all day long. You know, with with how I think this. I think what's scary about this Packers team. I think it's something that maybe some of us are scared to say. Is there. When you really look at it, their defense hasn't been playing great, and I think that's what's supposed to be the backbone of this team. If that defense starts to get it together and, you know, Jahir Alexander starts to get 100% healthy because I still don't think he is, um, and you know, they get that pass rush uh really going, that makes this team really scary if they're, you know, doing what they're doing on offense with, you know, our doubts at the beginning of the year, it makes this team a little scary. All right, Steelers that's Bills, let's get pick. let's get to my lock of the week here. I'm not I'm not overthinking this week. I You're see Buffalo. 14. I see Buffalo. As the highest favorite of the year so far, fourteen, mm-hmm. I'm laying it. Uh, this is it. I, love it. I thi- love it. This to me is going to be a really rough game uh, for Kenny Pickett. He's getting his first NFL start, um, and it, it it you know you have to do it. I, I I I like Tomlin doing it. Like you you there's no going back to Trubisky. I like that he's mm-hmm. going with Pickett. Uh, it's just the worst possible scenario for a first game. I mean this Bills team. I, I think is angry right now. I think they're angry at the way that they've been playing at the loss at Miami. They barely beat Baltimore. I, I think they're kinda coming into this game. Josh Allen is is going, all right, let, let's stop with these close games. Let's stop with the, the comebacks late. L- let's take advantage of a team that is so bad right now. I mean, you talk about they they this is this is this might be the craziest stat I've ever heard. The Steelers are 0 and seven, about to be 0 and eight without TJ Watt they have not won a game where TJ Watt doesn't play over the last however many seasons I mean what it is literally if that doesn't tell you he's the best you know defensive player in the league right now I don't I don't know what does uh, this Steelers defense is, is totally different without him Um, you, you, you got you know Minka Fitzpatrick back there but if, if the corners aren't doing their job and the pass rush isn't getting there I mean he you know he kind of just fades away and can't really do his job um, so I think this Bills team just kind of goes nuts this week. I think, you know, you see Diggs bounce back. You see, uh, you know, Gabe Davis maybe get back into the mix. Um, and Josh Allen goes absolutely crazy this week. Uh, lay the 14.
1: Love it. Love it. My, my, my quarterback, you know, uh, on my number one fantasy team. Th- this is a really tough spot for Pickett. I mean, you're going to get your first start in Buffalo. With a team that's generally pissed off overall, that yeah. is starting to get a little bit healthier on the back end, I, this could be epically bad for Pickett. This is a Buffalo team that typically wins by 30 points, you know, that has had a couple close games. I agree with you. Lay the 14, you know, this is a game that Josh Allen could have 400 yards passing <laughs> by the end of it. And Stefan Diggs is a, going to have a monster
0: game. Monster. <laughs> Monster. Hopefully, can you please, you know, bounce back after some uh, some rough weeks, Monster you know, eating. recently? All right, Chargers Browns. This is another easy one for me. Uh, the Chargers, I think, will win this one on the road. Uh, again, we 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 have talked about the Browns. You know, we just we we can't quite figure things out this week. Um, I think after that Atlanta loss, it kind of confirmed what I you know what I knew uh, is that, is that this Browns team. You know, I, I said I didn't really want to go all the way to this point, um, just four weeks into the season. But this team isn't, I think, as good as we thought, you know, overall. I think that this this, this team over the last, what, four, is it now three, four seasons, ever since, you know, the Odell Beckham trade, you know, I think we've just incredibly overhyped this team for, for years now because of how bad they were in years previous. I think, you know, since they were that bad, we're, we're now – you know, we're still on this, you know, train of of taking the Browns that they are contenders. I, I don't think that team is this good with, you know, Deshaun Watson coming back. I still don't think it's that good. So, you know, the Chargers, you know, they are, they are dealing with injuries right now that are really, you know, I, I think we seriously need to say that that without, you know, Slater, without Bosa, that this team may not be a contender anymore as well, yep. which is kind of something that I don't want to say because they're my Super Bowl pick. <laughs> I don't really want to, you know, say that right they're now. Drop,
1: they're I, dropping like flies, dude.
0: But man, th- those those injuries hurt, especially ones that are potentially, you know, season-ending there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this game I'm taking the Chargers, uh Herbert, you know, when when he bounces back, he tends to get on a roll for a little bit. And he should have ease against a Browns defense that's just been like Swiss cheese, you know, for the start of the year.
1: These two teams are both enigmas, right? I mean, one week they come out and they look phenomenal and they're running the ball like crazy. You know, and the next week they get destroyed by a Jacksonville or they lose at the end to a Jets team or a Chicago Bears team. Like these two teams don't make any sense because honestly, I think both of them should be three and one. And both of them are two and two. So the Joey Bosa thing I think is less impactful than the Slater injury. I mean, you lose a phenomenal all pro, you know, left tackle, you know, that, that's, that's huge. However, you know, the Austin Eckler sighting of last week is highly encouraging. You know, I assume we're going to finally get Keenan Allen back this week. And if Austin Eckler can play like he played last week, this team is extraordinarily dangerous on offense and still good enough on defense to shut, you know, Cleveland down, who was very one-dimensional. You got to stop Nick Chubb. It's the secret to success. And Hey, uh, you know, uh, Jacoby Brissett, you have Amari Cooper, (laughs) you know, when you throw the ball to Amari Cooper, good things happen. When you target him once a game, the bad things happen. So, Unless they start throwing the ball to Njoku and into uh, Cooper, this team's gonna get throttled because the the, the Chargers gonna say the Clippers again. The Chargers <laughs> are going to stop the- they're gonna focus on stopping a run. You wanna beat me, Brissett? Throw over the top, throw over Derwin James's head, throw over Asante Samuel's head. Right now, I like I like the Chargers as well. Lay the two and a half.
0: When I look at this, I like the over in this game a lot too. When you look at the Browns and what they do best, it's running the football. The Chargers, <clears throat> they still can't stop the run. And when the when you look at what the Chargers do best, they throw you know the ball really good. And hopefully, Keenan Allen is back. They're now saying that he might not play this week again. I can't believe you know what I'm seeing. Considering it was deemed not that big of of an injury, and now he's about to miss you know three straight weeks. Uh, so that would definitely suck again uh, but they'd still love to throw the ball you know whoever's filling in Mike Williams has done a good job filling in the Browns can't stop you know stop stop the the throw I mean they they are one of the worst passing defenses right now um in the league so these these teams both are going to be able to move the ball um and you're gonna see I I, I think a high scoring game uh that the Chargers win
1: okay.
0: all right Bears Vikings uh another bigger spread here seven and a half. Uh, for the Vikings at home against the Bears oh, it's,
1: it's not 17 and a half
0: yeah it's it's not 17 and a half uh this one you know we're kind of i think as we cover the Bears uh you know as we as we cover the Bears throughout this this season we're, we're just gonna we're just going to be talking about them competing against the teams that are equally as bad as them you know when they play Washington next week we can have a conversation about winning the game when they take on Detroit later in the year. When they take on the Jets um, later in the year, let's talk Whoa, about don't them. Put win- down with my Jets. Let's talk about them. You know, being competitive in a game. But are we seriously going to have a conversation and 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 break down a Bears Vikings matchup at Minnesota and think the Bears have a chance to win? I, I just no. It, it, it seriously is is kind of sad that we're talking about an NFL team like that. Um, but this team. Like we said last week, and I'm not going as in depth as I did um when we recapped their game against the Giants. This sure. team struggles to run plays. And when you struggle to run plays, you know, and, and set up an offense, you 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 just can never it, it just it's it's not a winning formula. It's not a winning formula when you can't set things up, when you can't see different, you know, defenses. The Vikings are gonna line up, man. They're gonna put, you know, five people or not even five, they're gonna put four people on the line. And they're and they're not going to have to blitz. You don't have to blitz against the Bears because you're getting pressure every time with four people. Um, you know they they really can't stop the run either. So Dalvin Cook, if he's you know healthy from that shoulder injury, he, he could have a an 100 yard game as well as Justin Jefferson being able to to re, you know do what he did last week again. So the Vikings just you know if if they're able to move the ball against this you know I guess mediocre Bears defense. Um, the Bears are, are just struggling to score, you know, 10, 12 points right now. Uh, it, it's as simple as the Vikings defense or the Vikings offense is going to score multiple touchdowns. The Bears just they are struggling to do that right now.
1: So, well, I will start by saying the Minnesota will win this game. There's just no way I can come up with a scenario where Chicago wins. However, this is an intra-divisional game. These are two teams that don't put up a lot of points right? And they've both been struggling to score. I think Minnesota's averaging about 21 points, you know, uh, Chicago scoring 16 and Chicago can run the ball, you know, Mm. between Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery, whoever's playing, they find ways to run the ball. They can't throw the ball. I mean, the fact that Justin Fields hasn't thrown over 130 yards yet is just mind boggling that he's, you know, an NFL quarterback, but this is just one of those matchups that the Chicago defense will play strong enough to keep this thing close. I actually would take Chicago plus the points, although I am definitely picking Minnesota to win the game. If you're going to give me more than a touchdown, I, I think this will be kind of like last week with the Vikings and Saints. You know, uh, a, a touchdown or a field goal, you know, at the end of the game that finally wins it. But I, I just think both these teams are—I think the Vikings are overrated. I think the Bears are just terrible.
0: I don't I don't think the Vikings are overrated. Overrated! Um, I— I, I would like to see a Vikings game. Like th- this would be a dream Vikings game. I've been trying to see this for two years now. Their offense is legit. This offense just moves the ball. Uh, you know, every game usually consistently, the ball,
1: but they don't score touchdowns. But they're like I was, the old Cowboys. I was
0: just gonna get that. They they struggle in the red zone, and they're. It, it, it seems to me like when when their offense is rolling, their defense can never just play a game where they where, where they can shut down a team, and this team can have an easy win. It's always last second it's always you know a a a heart attack you know can this team just win a game against a team that is is way worse than them and just win by you know eight to ten points it it shouldn't be that hard
1: until they do it i'm gonna go with history and history says they will have a close game against a foe that will be up for the game interdivisional they hate each other chicago will come to play they won't be able to score enough points to win but they can definitely keep it close
0: all right. So you're taking that that plus seven and a half there for the yes, the am. Bears. All right. Yes, let's, I am. Let's get to Patriots Lions. Uh two one and three th- or two one and three teams here. Um the Lions obviously where, where do we begin? Loved uh loved all the joking this week of best offense in the league, worst defense. Um it's been pretty rough, you know, for for them so far on the defensive end. And the Patriots played really good last week against a good Packers team with Billy Zappi, um, who will probably get I like another em. start. Um, this, I like this Billy's,
1: week. Ba- Bailey's happy. Bailey Zappy. This is
0: how I am looking at this game. The Lions. The odds of them having DeAndre Swift and Amon St. Brown back this week are slim to none. They've already pretty much ruled Swift out. He hasn't practiced yet this week, and Amon St. Brown hasn't practiced this week uh, either. So it leads me to believe that they will both miss another week. Um, this Patriots defense is. It is not as good as as in years past, but it's not like the Seahawks They're You know, I, I don't think the Lions are going to continue this thirty five point, you know, every single game streak. I think that might end for this game. The Lions are the worst rush defense in the entire league. The Patriots worst. only really rushed the ball and they've actually done a really good job. At, at doing that, yep. every team knows that they're going to do it because they just don't have a lot of weapons on the outside, uh, and especially with a third string quarterback in, they're going to rely on that run game. So unless the Lions' defense, you know, unless unless Snacks Harrison magically comes out of retirement and they put him in the middle, this team's going to have a lot of success. I just made a trade this morning. I was blessed by uh, whoever you know is is in our lead that decided you know I'm going to I really love AJ on the Sports Appeal. I'm going to give him the best trade of his entire life um i, I i've, I've seriously sure. never looked at a trade um and and clicked uh you know accept within three seconds Faster. without fi- <laughs> without thinking about it. all
1: right it. lay it lay it out the, the suspense is killing me
0: james connor um on my team obviously you know is Sucks. is someone is someone that that this this guy wanted so bad because you know he's had such a good year that was you know being uh, facetious there. James Conner has done absolutely nothing right now, and he's actually sitting on my bench as Rashard Penny has taken over his starting spot. Of course. L- look, I- I'm just not sure if this even is... It- this might not even get approved. I, I really th- think this might be a typo.
1: Just lay it out.
0: James Conner is going to leave my team for Ramadre Stevenson, who I wanted to mention mm-hmm. because I think he'll have a good game this week, Michael Thomas, and Devontae Parker. All for James Conner? For James Conner, three for one.
1: Never gonna I, happen. Never I, gonna be approved.
0: I mean, I I just don't I I, I don't understand that. But you know why, if that, why
1: is he giving all that up for James Conner? You would have given him straight up for Ramadre
0: Stevenson. Needs needs a uh, needs a running back pretty bad there. I I really don't know. <laughs> but you know, I didn't I didn't wow. really want to focus on that. I wanted to talk about it because Ramadre Stevenson. Um, I think is a good kind of buy low right now. Damon Harris obviously is the leading back, but they have they've gotten more and more close to splitting carries every single game. Um, Harris, you know, has the three touchdowns, but Stevenson gets goal line carries too. It's just it's really 50-50. Like there is there's no third down back, there's no goal line back. They they just kind of shuffle whoever's having the game here. And Ramaj, you know, Damian Harris, I think, would would be a little harder to get. And I think, you know. In some leagues, Ramondre Stevenson might not even might even be on waivers. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, maybe, um, in, mm-hmm. in not as you know deeper leagues. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson, if you could buy low, he's averaging you know more yards of carry um, in that aspect. I think he you know has this sp- more speed than Harris can definitely break you know a, a long one more than Harris would. You know this team's going to have 200 yards rushing. I think Stevenson, if he's the one, could have over 100 yards this week.
1: All right, I like it. Um, I have Damian Harris, you know, in terms of on my fantasy football team. And at least, you know, every week he scores a touchdown to save me, you know, a a low teen score in fantasy football. So he's a serviceable RB2. This is a crazy game. I mean, you know, Jared Goff, for all that we kill him, has just been fantastic this start of this year, right? And he's doing it with different people. Like, you know, obviously when Amran St. Brown is in there, he is doing – Things that we just can't even understand. Last week, TJ Hawkinson looked like the person we were all expecting him to be when he had that breakout rookie season. He was unbelievable last week. I mean, just open on every down. You know, between Josh Reynolds and, you know, and obviously Jamal Williams running the ball, this offense just is clicking. It's unbelievable. But you cannot win games with a defense as atrocious atrocious as Detroit. I mean, New England who is not exactly an offensive juggernaut should have no problem moving the ball. Yep. And the Patriots defense is so underrated, right? I mean, nobody wants to talk about him. Everybody thinks that the Patriots are, are gone and dead, but you know, Matt Judon is the most he is the most underrated defender in the National Football League. He is a man child. He is he is a beast. And right now until Detroit can stop somebody, I am not going to pick them again. Because oh, thank until, their defense, until their defense thank shows up, I am going to take New England at home in a place where nobody has fun playing with crazy winds and all kinds of nasty weather. Yep. And I really like this Bailey Zappy kid. I think he can chuck the ball. So guess what? I'm going New England.
0: I'm going to New England as well. Might even, you know, look at taking that spread down to like two and a half. So you don't have to kind of, you, you know, worry about that field goal. Cause it could be, it definitely should be a, you know, a close game. I'm not accepting, you know, points. I'm not expecting either a, a blowout there, but I like Later the, uh, the Patriots as well. Seahawks saints is our next one. This was also, I, I was going to go with this for the lock of the week, but I didn't want to go too crazy. I was going to go with an, a, in a five and a half point underdog for lock of the week. How this yeah. is a five and a half point spread for the Saints, I don't understand. I would put, here. I, I mean, I am already looking at at Seahawks plus five and a half, maybe even Seahawks money line, you know, right now. Look, look, th- I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm not one that wants to say it either. I thought this team, you know, was going to be terrible, but I actually think the Seahawks team uh, could make the playoffs this year. I I, cool. I don't think that's crazy to say right now. Cool. They are, they're two and two right now. Um, I think that that win at Denver wasn't a fluke. I think everyone thought it w- was a fluke just because of the you know the hype around that game. It, they take out New Orleans and, and Arizona next. They can win both of those games. I, I, okay. I think they should win both of those games. Um, Geno Smith impressive so far. Lock in and Metcalf are Combat still there. Player of the year right now. Rashad Penny right now leads the league. I believe in expected yards per run. Um, if that's you know a next for those next gen stat people, would, I don't even I don't even know. Metrics. I don't even know, means- you know, who I am right now with, with spitting these out. But Richard Penny, you know, with, with that game last week, I think it, it, it you know it, it helped that, you know, it was the Lions and he broke a couple big ones, but it boosted those stats and I think it it turned the the coaching staff's heads and goes, All right, let's let's get this guy as the number one guy. Let's give him a full workload, sure. see what he can do. Um Dalvin Cook had had success against the Saints defense last week. Justin Jefferson had success. The Seahawks should, you know, the Gino Smith Shouldn't go into this game, and and you shouldn't have questions of can he still move the ball. This Saints defense been really poor, and until that Saints defense um, turns it up and and goes to what we thought it would have been this year, I think the Seahawks win this game.
1: Oh, so do I, dude. How are we on that same page? Like, obviously, you know, we've lived through Andy Dalton as a Cowboys fan. Um, he's going to play again. This is a team that's battered all over the place. You know, they got injuries up the wazoo. Alvin Kamara is a nightmare right now. Defensively, they should be better, but they're not. They are playing at home, but they had to travel back and forth to London this week. I don't know. I just, right now, Seattle's probably the most impressive team that I gave absolutely no chance this year to. I thought they would be bottom five. They are not a bottom five team. Geno Smith has been. Unbelievably impressive, and now that Rashard Penny is getting going, and DK Metcalf did not get seriously injured as they thought he possibly did last week, he's got all his weapons. Th- this is a no-brainer. to Me, I-, I don't know how you don't take the five and a half. It, it would have been my lock, but I got one more that I really like better.
0: All right, uh, yeah, I-, I like it too. Um, Rashard Penny, like I said, is is slotting into the starting lineups oh, without he- without question. He's definitely the start. And. Yeah. And 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 I'm expecting another big uh, fantasy week there. All right, Dolphins Jets. Dolphins no to a of Uh They'll go with their backup Teddy Bridgewater. I think it'll still be enough uh, for the Jets.
1: Now, oh, by the way, before you before you jump in, I just got an email that the commissioner has approved your trade.
0: Oh yes, It's just music to that. my ears. I, Look I, at I, that. I mean, I just don't. I, I just don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I still like the Dolphins to get it done. This is a scary game, though, for the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. This is oh, scary, yeah. scary stuff. Um, because, the like fact we said, you're
1: saying it's scary, I love it.
0: Like we said, the NFL, man, you could look great for however many weeks, but it just it can just switch. You know, whether it's an injury, whether it's not. Um, it, you know, three and zero to three and two, you're you're gonna start to get worried. Um, but this Jets team, I. It, it it's just tough for me right now. I said that they this team still won't win more than six games. You know, I still took them to win last week against Pittsburgh. They ended up pulling that one out, but it was kind of you know a late heroics once again. Both of their both of their wins have been unreal, unimaginable fourth quarter comebacks. Who I mean, cares it, they have, won. No, no, I'm not, I'm I, you know me. You win the game, you win the game. I don't care how you win, win the game. That's right. I'm just saying that you know it's pretty incredible. that Two of their first four wins have been games that they shouldn't even have you know lost by they should have lost by more than a touchdown i mean that's kind of crazy that it's been you know two of the first four you know two, of their first two their first two wins in the first four games now they take on miami without a backup quarterback so this is a winnable game for the jets at home for sure um i just think that this dolphins team um is better still with 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 Bridgewater. Um, I think Mostert is someone you have to keep your eye on. This is the this is the the starting running back for the Dolphins. He's been getting the most carries over the last two weeks. Um, he's been he's looked really good. He still has a lot of speed. Um, now getting in the end zone has been a problem. He doesn't have a touchdown yet. Um, the Dolphins also haven't really utilized running the ball as of late. I think they they were so excited to use Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle that Tua was you know dropping back to throw a lot. I think Mostert is is one of the best candidates to be either buy low or pick off waivers. So he's def- I picked him off waivers this week. He was definitely he's definitely there in a couple leagues. Um, you have to look at this team and say now they're in a backup quarterback. You know when a backup quarterback goes out, you gotta goes out there. You gotta establish the run. Also, when Tua comes back, you think they're gonna. It, it, you know, I mean, if he does come back, I, there's you know rumors right now of of kind of what's going on there. But if Tua comes back in the in the next couple of weeks, you think they're gonna keep you know, dropping him back 40 times a game after what just happened, no chance. So Mostert is a guy you got to pick up now and say that the Dolphins are going to start utilizing him uh, a lot more.
1: One, one of my favorite players. I mean, my God, did that guy do wonders for me when he played for the 49ers in fantasy. I love Raheem Mostert. He's fast as lightning. He's so much better than Chase Edmonds. And it's good to see that they're turning the page and, and giving him more carries. Here's where I, I, I'm, I'm going with the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 to pull off the upset. Mm. I mean, first of all, this is only a three-point spread. You know, they're, they're getting three at home against a team that two weeks ago people were talking about going to the Super Bowl. Yep. This is a team that Bryce Hall is starting to figure it out. He is definitely starting to become the guy, which is a big hurt to my Michael Carter play. Uh, but Bryce Hall is definitely the guy. The three-headed wide receiver monster is real. You know, the Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore is as good as any three around. I mean, th- those are three outstanding uh, wide receivers. Zach Wilson is starting to, you know, chuck the ball again. This is a team with more weapons they've had than they've had forever. And on defense, I can't wait to see who Sauce Gardner lines up with. Is it going to mm-hmm. be Tyreek Hill or is it going to be Jalen Waddell? But overall, this Jets team, this is the perfect kind of game where the Jets can pull off an upset. And I'm going with my gut. They're going to get to six, seven wins or mm. seven wins this year. And it starts with this one.
0: Wow. All right. It's a, uh, you know, keep riding that Jets, you know, kind of bandwagon that you're on right now. But we'll see if they're for real here. Zach Wilson. um, ah. I, I really am rooting for Zach Wilson. I, I really am. There's wow. nothing I have against wow. Zach. I, I want to see Zach Wilson play four quarters of football. I have yet to see Wouldn't that, that in great. his in his career. <laughs> all right. Falcons Buccaneers. I talked about this one a little bit in the in the intro. Th- this one's this one's, you know, I think could be closer than a lot of people think. I am saying right now the Bucks are gonna win this Why? game at home. Um no Cordell Patterson. Uh, you know, I I understand that. But this Falcons only has to say. But this Falcons team has has, has just played you know better football than we've expected this year i would i would sure. i would say they keep it under that 10 points maybe even uh, within a touchdown i take them plus nine but the bucks are going to win this game
1: no nah, i mean look algier could be a really interesting pickup you know at least for a week until patterson is back right. you know him or huntley will probably split carries uh overall tampa bay is getting more weapons back you know, Mike. Evans, there's nobody on the Falcons that's going to be able to cover all three of their you know wide receivers. They're going to start running the ball with Fournette more. This I I think Fournette will get you know 15 to 20 carries this week. They're going to get back to Smash Mouth football and play good defense. This is a, going to be a Tampa Bay uh, destruction. This Atlanta Falcons run has to end now.
0: All right. Uh yeah. I mean I I think that the the Bucks Ow. are gonna are definitely gonna win this game for you know for fantasy wise, Algier like you said. Um, I think you got to pick him up. I don't know if you're starting him against Tampa Listen, Bay, but I think you got to pick a, him up and it's see. A tough,
1: it's a tough place to run. It's a tough team to run against. So yeah. if you're picking him up only because of the one week that he might start, there's better options. I yeah, would I, go
0: with Boone over Algier. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Commanders-Titans. I'm going to take another upset here, a home upset.
1: Oh, What? Okay! Wow! Wow! I, hold on! I got to sit up in my chair because you're about to like I'm about to unleash hell on you. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I'm not I'm not taking it because I think they're good. I'm just taking them. I, I'm I, I actually looked at this game um, a little a little yeah. bit more because I I really was torn on who to pick. Both these teams aren't good. I I, I don't think any of these teams are good. I'm not picking the Commanders because I think they're good or or anything. You know I I look at home um, the Commanders. You know I. I look at them again. I don't think they're good. Like I have nothing good to say about either of these teams. This was strictly a at home underdogs uh, commanders coming off a loss. Um, A couple things I did like, I mean, Jahan Dotson, you have to be impressed by how he's looked. He has three we, we red zone. In the preseason. T- he has three red zone targets and three touchdowns. I mean, he's definitely has a good connection with Wentz. Um, even McLaurin had a couple of, of catches when he wasn't on Trayvon Diggs, of course. Um, but
1: you know, hasn't been a factor all year.
0: The, no, he hasn't been a factor all year, and that's why I said you know you can't really take him in in fantasy. Um, but you know he he had a little success there. Um, the 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 thing with the Titans is you know their their secondary has has definitely been rough. They've gotten thrown all over um, when you look down their schedule um in, in, in some of their games they have stopped the run really good. I, you know the Commanders here. Look, I'm not going to repeat what I think about Carson Wentz um but it looks like he can deliver the ball to those targets that i just said um I, I think if he has you know one of these games where he cannot turn the ball over which is i know is a lot to ask um i think they'll be the, the titans i'm
1: i'm going to have to enact the drug testing policy <laughs> cuz i don't understand what the f you're saying dude this is going to be an annihilation the Tennessee Titans have put two decent games back to back against the you know the Raiders and on the road against Indy. they Tannehill's played better. Derrick Henry in the last couple of games has looked much better. They're getting Robert Woods involved. They're getting a little bit, you know, uh, you know, involved from uh Traylon Burks. This is a team that at one and a half points is my lock of the week. Wow. So In comparison to your I'm going to take the commanders because I've been impressed with, you know, Carson Wentz delivering the ball to his wide receivers. I don't know what you were watching, but the only thing that was impressive was the front four for Washington's, uh, you know, offense or sorry, defense. And the Cowboys still, you know, were able to go up and down the field on him. This is a no brainer, dude. You're you're scratching an (laughs) itch that isn't there. Give me Tennessee. All
0: right. Texans Jaguars, our last one o'clock game here. Uh, the Texans will they get a win? You know, oh three and one right now, but have played every team close. Um, every this, team close. Every team close. So when you look at it, you know the Jaguars I think are the pick, but they're they're a seven point favorite. You know the Chargers last week I believe were what eight eight or eight yep. eight 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 point favorites. They, you know they covered mm-hmm. that. Look, I, I think you you, you got to keep the same thing with this. Jaguars are going to win this game, but the Texans man they they fight back. They they're good in garbage time. You, you might as well take them plus the points.
1: Uh, I agree 100%. All right, we're back on track. I agree with exactly the same thing. Jacksonville will win. This will be close. Texans is an easy plus seven.
0: All right, four o'clock games. Let's go through these. Um, 49ers, Panthers, this was going to be another one of my lock of the week. Uh, six and a half, I think, is kind of generous on the books there. Um, the over-under, under 40 there. Like This this could be another ugly game of, of what we saw Panthers, Cardinals last week. We could see something similar. Um, I, I I truly, you know, if like after Carolina loses this, which I expect they will and they go to one and four, I'm, I'm going to make a, you know, a, a prediction that they will have the first pick um, in the NFL draft. And I think if they lose this game I, again, I don't know. It's now Friday. How is Matt rule, you know, not been fired yet? It, it just kind of mind boggling. Um, the 49ers here, you know, the way that that de- that defense, man, the way that they were able to to, to stop L.A., to, yeah. th- you know, three field goals. I mean, they couldn't even right. get in the end zone. Um, I you think that's what they're going to do to Baker. Right. I, I think I think when you look at Baker and what this offense has been so off um, for now four games, uh, they're, the the Panthers might struggle to score a touchdown as well this game.
1: Yeah, this is going to be an ass whooping. This is a, a San Francisco all the way ass whooping. Lay the points. Play Debo. Play Ayuk. Play Jeff Wilson. You'll be fine. The only person I'm a little concerned with is Kittle does not look right. You know, I, he's just he has not been the dominant up the field, you know, wide receiver slash tight end that we have seen in years past. I don't know if it's all the injuries. I don't know if it's just he's just not back into game shape, but he doesn't look right. So right now there are better options at the tight end position. I would actually probably sit Kittle till he gets his act together.
0: The the Kittle thing is, is pretty mind boggling um, because you you have to think maybe it's because he's not he's still not 100% healthy they're just utilizing him in the pat in the pass blocking game i mean he's mm-hmm. he's the best pass blocking tight end probably in the league uh so it's good to utilize him there but that doesn't get you fantasy points so i i, I agree i mean you got to you got to look another way uh, until he has one of those breakout games i think if he i i don't know i still don't know against that panthers defense if this is if this could be that that breakout game so if i'm kind of no. if if i'm if i'm skeptical against the panthers I think you got to just, you know, wait. Don't drop him. You know, if you got to yeah, trade him, you yeah, yeah. trade him. Put, put, but... him
1: on, put him on your bench. If Frankie uh, Louvu is guarding him, he could have another game where he's putting up two to six fantasy points. And and right now, that ain't cutting it.
0: Yep. All right, Eagles-Cardinals. Eagles, um, Eagles five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Um, yeah, th- this one, you know, I, I I maybe thought to go a little berserk. I'm, I'm not going to do it. The Eagles, I'm going to take them um, in this one. The, the Cardinals you know are are going through right now I think somewhat of a of a tryout before DeAndre Hopkins come back like who who is who's the leading who, who's the number one running back on this team that kind of got three guys going um you know with with carries every game who's the guy that's gonna you know be besides Marquise Brown and uh and DeAndre Hopkins who's gonna be in that slot like it's it's kind of a tryout right now. I, I just don't see this team really focused on winning. And and that's that's what I've seen. They're playing ugly football. Uh they're gonna get run all over by the Eagles. They're gonna the Eagles are just gonna continue doing what they've been doing on offense. It's gonna be Miles Sanders, it's gonna be Hurts, um, and and I think they get the win.
1: So the Eagles are not going to go seventeen and zero. Right. No. So they're going to lose a couple of games here or there. This is a this is a a a game I can see them losing. And Hmm. it it really is just because at the end of the day, you have a Cardinals team with Kyler Murray that if Kyler plays the kind of game that Kyler Murray is capable of and gets Lamar-esque or Jalen Hurts-esque, then they could definitely, you know, move the ball on the Eagles. And, you know, on the defensive side is the Cardinals defense – can be good they typically aren't but they have the players to be good if hey. Buda baker is put in the box to help stop the run then and let you know uh, Hertz beat you on in the air like jacksonville try to do you know i think that the corners are a little bit better on arizona than they are in jacksonville so i don't know there's this little tinge in me that says i wouldn't be shocked if the cardinals at home could pull off an upset i'm still picking the eagles but I'm 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 really teetering. Like this is one mm. of those kind of trap games that I'm. I can see the Eagles looking forward and going, okay, you know what, we, we we got a couple of big games coming up. We've got Dallas next week. You know, maybe that they, maybe they they fall into a little trap here, or maybe right. I'm just
0: wishful thinking. One of the two. All right. Uh, so we're both still going with the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I'm going. All to
0: right. The Eagles. All right. All right. Let's get to Cowboys Rams game of the week. Um, at four game of o'clock. The week this man this game is uh th- this game's gonna be good I' I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting more hyped up about this game as the week goes on I'm really excited uh to, to watch these two teams play you've got two teams going in exact opposite directions right now yep. and, and and I think it's 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 notable to say that the opposite of what you thought in the preseason you would think at this point that this Rams team would be three and one four and O when you looked at their schedule um, and you'd think the Cowboys the way they played week 1 with a backup quarterback you know might not even have a win at this point so mm-hmm. the way that that both these teams are playing and and the and the opposites that you would have thought after their you know week 1 performances um it, it it this sets up a really intriguing matchup the game picks are 50-50 um when you look at the percentages like th- this is there is a complete split on on sides here but you also have the Rams' favorite as five-and-a-half-point favorites. I think that's ridiculous. This game's going to be down to the wire. I'm thinking field goal wins this game. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. The, 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 the LA Rams have the worst offensive line in football. And I think you've seen it get progressively worse as the, as the weeks goes on. Look what the Cowboys have done to every single offense, to every offensive line, Um, this season. It's just been terrorizing. It's been pressure on every single down They're They're not even blitzing that much. You know, it's 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 Micah Parsons. It's Demarcus Lawrence, who is off to probably the best start of a season in his his career, um, which is, you know, amazing to see. It's Armstrong. It's It's, yeah, it's It's
1: Gallimore. It's it's,
0: it's everybody. You know, you don't have just Micah Parsons relying on him to get five sacks a game. You know, he's he's drawing all the attention and it's freeing up you know, everyone else. So now you got to pick your battles on my offensive line's already bad. Am I double teaming Parsons? All right. Demarcus Lawrence and Dante Fowler and Neville Gallimore, they're, they're all on the other side. Like this is a, tr- this, this is the best defensive line in football right now. This is posing a huge problem. And a quarterback that you said, you know, is not 100% healthy right now. And that elbow is just, you know, really disrupting um, his rhythm right now. So you know, if the Cowboys are just able to do what they've done on defense and not allow tw- you know more than twenty points, they still have not done that um, through four games. I, you know, I I think that they'll play this game close enough. Continue to just do what they've been doing on offense with Rush. He doesn't turn the ball over. Um, this this Cowboys team's I, I think can win a close one.
1: If the Rams didn't win the Super Bowl last year and return basically most of the same team. Would anybody be talking to them right now after four games as a contender? Because the product that's been on the field has been nothing short of bleh. Yep. You know, Cooper Cup is a god. And the fact that no team can figure out how to stop him is just mind-boggling. But Allen Robinson is a sieve. They don't throw the ball to anyone else other than Higby. Their running game is completely inconsistent. Their pat their defense is giving up, you know. Basically, long drives and, and bombs to everybody, including Jalen Ramsey, who has been toasted at least two or three times this year. Bobby Wagner is not the player he was. He looks okay. Hey, but hey not did the, you
0: see that tackle on on the the, the fan that streaked the yeah, field? He he, he he tackled the streaker. <laughs> Congratulations,
1: you know. And he tackled him by basically putting his hand out and pushing him down. You know, the this is not the dominant Rams defense of last year. You know, they lost Sebastian Day. They lost Von Miller. Those were massive hits. You know, they lost a couple guys in the secondary. This is not the same team. If Cooper Rush continues to play with, you know, the confidence, he's got Gallup back. We can hopefully get Schultz more involved and the running game stays consistent. Hopefully Pollard gets a little bit more involved running the ball. But overall, I'm 100% taking the Dallas Cowboys and feel very good about where we're going in this game.
0: What do you expect from Trayvon Diggs versus Cooper Cup? I mean this. This is Trayvon Diggs, man. What do we say in the off season? We love, you know, as Cowboy fans, we love Trayvon Diggs. We love what he did last year, but there's no, yep. there, there's no disregarding, you know, his flaws and and the yardages he allowed up and the big plays he allowed up. I mean, man, you have to you have Fly. to seriously look at him this season and the work that he put in the off to fix those flaws. Man, he looks in- incredible to start this
1: year. 100%. But let's remember what Cooper Cup is. Cooper no, Cup is a 10-yard That's why I'm, ca- I'm just kind of no, l- no, mapping it ten, out.
0: Cooper Cup is Cooper get, Cup. He,
1: he averages 10 yards a carry. He's not the guy who who blows, who blows past you over right. the top very often, right, which is where Trayvon Diggs sometimes gets exposed. He's going to get his catches. He has – ready for this number? It is mind-boggling. He has 57 targets in four games. That's 57 he had 19 targets last week against san francisco yep. he's caught 14 4 11 and 13 cooper cup is going to get his catches it was like yep. watching the ucf game last night and watching rasheed rice who is one of the best receivers in the country on smu he gets over 10 carry uh, 10 catches a game he got his 11 catches last night he's going to get his catches cooper cup yep. but if you don't let him get in the end zone who else is going to get in the end zone
0: yeah, they they really have not had any production from Allen Robinson. You know, Tyler Higby. No, I said, um, you know, should you know, missing definitely ben is Jefferson, it
1: Jefferson? They're missing right. OBJ.
0: Higby is him. a uh, is a favorite target of Stafford. But man, yep. Stafford has more picks than touchdowns this year. Th- this Rams team Price. again. I'm I'm kind of scared um, in the back of my mind. You know, I'm, I'm I I think maybe that this team has to just pick it up because I think they're too talented to be playing how they were. Um, but this it it just. It, this doesn't pose me as one of those games, to, you know, with how the, how good this Dallas defense is. I don't think they can yes. just get in a rhythm, you know, starting this game. This Dallas defense yeah, yeah, is Cowboys. gonna is gonna cause some some disruption there. All right, I don't let's even get need to, the points. No, you don't. You don't even want the points. You're calling for the outright I win. Outright win. All right, let's get to Sunday night. Bengals Ravens. This is yep. you know I, I think game yep. of the week overall. Um, you know Sunday night, really good matchup here. The Ravens, like I said, have trailed for a total of 14 seconds, and they're two and two this year. I think it shows that <laughs> that they've had tough games. You know, the the, the losses that they've had um, are tough games. Miami and Buffalo, you know, atop the AFC right now. Like they have played those guys close. Um, I think it shows what this Ravens team is. They're they're a really solid team that's going to play the, the good teams close, even if they don't beat them. They'll play them close, and then they're going to beat on those inferior teams. I think they're better than the Bengals. I picked them to win this division for a reason. I think they're going to have to beat, you know, the teams in this division, um, obviously, to win it. Um, and I think that starts here with, with a, you know, their first game versus the Bengals. The Bengals kind of have turned things on as of late. Um, I think their win last week was impressive against Miami, but the two a kind of drama overshadowed that. I still think you got to say that that was an impressive win to, to beat a team who just knocked off the Bills. Um, but, but I just don't see anyone stopping Lamar, Lamar Jackson right now. Um, just the way that he has just been, you know, effortlessly playing. Um, it feels like doing whatever he wants. If he has to pass, he's really confident in passing now. If he has to run, you know how special he is on the run. It just, it, it just seems to me that he's, he, he's just playing with a lot more confidence um, in his game. Um, I think that he's going to expose this Bengals defense um, in this game. Um, and, and I like the, the Ravens to get the win at home.
1: Yeah, I think I, I like the Ravens too. It really comes down to two things. Lamar, throw the ball to Mark Andrews. Like when they throw to Mark Andrews, they have so much success. You know? And number two is you have to play better defense against the pass. Right. They've been exposed on the pass and with the back you know with, with having Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Peters and you know everybody else back there, you got to do a better job and you know at the end of the, if you look at this team, Cincinnati they they go with their three-headed monster right yep. I mean, Mixon has been banged up and it's all been either uh, Jamar Chase or it's been T Higgins or it's been Boyd if you, if you shut down two of the three you'll win this game.
0: Yeah, and I think that's easier said than done. This Ravens secondary yeah. has been rough, so I think this could be a high-scoring game. I think the over is another play that you could take. I think you know the way that that Higgins, Chase, and Boyd have just you know continued to be involved every game shows that this Bengals offense still still has it figured out. Um, so I, I think that they can go toe to toe, you know, scoring with the Ravens. Um, I, I just think that Lamar Jackson, if he keeps playing the way he is right now, which I think he should be you know, the MVP front runner, you know, it, it, it just, you just have to ask the question, is he truly unstoppable? And, and and if he gets to that point where he's a good thrower and he's a good runner and this team, you know, can just do a bunch of different things in that secondary, if it can just hold down, um, it, it still becomes it, one of the scariest teams in the league.
1: If you want to win the MVP, you have to win interdivisional games like this at home. You have yep.
0: to. Yep. Yeah, you definitely do. So I'll take the Ravens, um, and I'll yep. I'll I'll lay Same. the three. Monday night. Let's let's end it with this. Chiefs Raiders. The Raiders finally got a win um, mm-hmm. against against Denver. Goes to one and three. Avoids that disastrous zero four start. But was it for anything? I mean, are are we really expecting them to go into Arrowhead the way that the Chiefs are playing? The way that they just put up you know forty points on the Bucks. Are are we really expecting anything from the Raiders to be you know to to get a win on the road against the Chiefs this week, I, I don't think so. I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs. I'm gonna roll with you know. I guess I I, I guess I've been you know disrespecting Mahomes, but I just said Lamar should be the favorite for MVP. I think it's it's Mahomes right there for MVP as well. Eleven touchdowns, two interceptions, all already over 1100 yards. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, the man, you know, the myth, the legend, right now, um, is playing great football. Um, and and I think that this Raiders team, you know, it. I think they played better last week. I think they got Devonte Adams, you know, involved, and that shows that you you got to get the guys that you you moved for this year um, involved yep. for in enable you know, in order for them to win. Uh, but this Chiefs team is just just too well coached. They're playing too well of football right now um, at home, seven point favorites. I, I don't really see them losing that.
1: Well, the Raiders get Hunter Renfrew back probably this week, you know, from concussion. So that's a huge thing. It's really dependent on J- Josh Jacobs. Can he repeat what he did last week? Because when Josh Jacob runs the way he was running last week, it opens the offense up so much. The passing game gets so much better, cars so much better. It's really their only method to success, right? If they can't run the ball, you are not going to beat the Chiefs if you're one dimensional. And the Chiefs are going to score on the Raiders' defense. There is no question about it. I mean, Crosby is a phenomenal player. He'll get some pressure on them. So will uh, you know Jones. But at the end of the day, this is this is a Chiefs team that's that's really starting to pick the pace up, using Clyde Edwards Hilaire, getting all the different wide receivers involved. Kelsey is still amazing, and, and Patrick Mahomes, like you said, he's top three right now in in the MVP you know discussion with Josh Allen and Lamar. So. I, I can't not take them at home on Monday night under the lights. You know, right now the Raiders, you know, would, would shock me if they came into Arrowhead and beat them. I just don't think they. I, I don't think Josh Jacobs can have a repeat of what he had last
0: week. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's you know the way this game's going to go, and I think the Chiefs are just going like to continue. A lot of
1: points though, the seven points feels a lot. Of love.
0: Yeah, I feel, I feel it feels like a lot of points. These teams generally play each other close, no matter what. But I, I just think off the you know the way that the Chiefs are just rolling and, and it just doesn't it, it never seems to matter who they're playing, you know, who who who's hurt, you know, it, it just seems like they Mahomes doesn't really care. He's he's just gonna play, you know, the same way he always does, no matter you know what the situation. Um and yeah. then that gives me a lot of confidence that they um can keep it rolling. All right. That was week five. Um, good preview there. Um let's get in, you know, let's let, let let's have a great week um let's let's get back on track in fantasy you know i was bragging a little bit i started to out 2 and 0 in a lot of leagues you know i'm 2 and 2 in most of those leagues now so i got to step it up um keenan I, allen I, can I was you three, please i
1: was 3 and 0 i was 3 and 0 in both leagues and went to 3 and 1
0: in both keenan allen please please play this week please please save me and 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 play this week <laughs>